What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Off the Rails Podcast, episode 14. I'm your host, Anthony Verasso. Like I said a couple episodes ago in the great state of Portland, Maine. Alongside. Go ahead. Great state of Mass, baby. Yeah, that's Mikey McCarthy, my co-host in Massachusetts. What part? My living room. Ah, that's a good, good spot there. Same town that you've always lived in? I don't live in a town. I live in a neighborhood. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> you always got to be a haggler about this. <laughs> a stickler. I, I don't know. Stickler. I don't know too many words out of the thesaurus, but Mikey, we uh, we have an Instagram page. That's I saw right. you, you posted again on that. We have a Twitter page at Off The Rails Pod 2, and we have a Facebook page, Off The Rails Podcast. What, real quick, the Instagram one's what? At the Off the Rails podcast, yes. Okay. Uh, f- if you follow us on any and all of those platforms, first off, thank you. But we did tease out some news. Mikey, we got a sponsor. Who the hell would give us a sponsor? I, I don't know, but you know what? We appreciate it. As all, yeah, of course. And we're going to tell you who the sponsor is right now, Mister Dan Letelier of Remax Realty up here in Maine. Well, that's where I am, Mikey. So let me start off the episode by saying this. Oh, Johnny boy. <laughs> this episode of Off the Rails Podcast is brought to you, the listeners, by Dan Letelier of Team Letelier over at Remax Realty. Dan is your man when it comes to your buying or home selling needs. He serves all of York and Cumberland County, and you can reach him at danletelier at remax.net or by phone at 207-590-1776. Once again, that is 207-590-1776. And it's going to be on all our social media pages. And Mikey, we're happy to uh, welcome Dan Dan, Dan and Remax Realty aboard and hope to make them happy. For sure. It's an absolute pleasure. So. Dan's a great guy. I mean, you've met him. I, I see him uh, a couple times a week. Really great guy. So if you have some home selling or buying needs, go check him out. We got to hit the links with him. Oh, absolutely. He's already talked to me about it. And I don't know about you. I'm terrible at golf, but. I, I mean, I, I I feel like everybody sort of is, but like everyone kind of pretends like they're pretty good. I don't know. I, that, that's kind of the vibe I get from people. Oh, I hit this. I hit that. No, you didn't. Yeah, I mean, it, he would be a riot out on the links. I feel like so well, we gotta <laughs> we gotta make that happen this summer. But speaking of home selling and buying, Mikey, uh, when you live out in the wilderness, you really you know living off the land in the woods. I mentioned this last week about you know I said I could li- I could survive the twenty one day challenge on naked and afraid. Oh, and God. Oh, and God. you know what? I'm gonna double down on it this episode because I really didn't. I listened back to last week's show and I really didn't explain myself well enough. And I got some people asking me and tweeting me and DMing saying, like, oh, you could never make it, you know, all this stuff. You're soft, whatever. Well, they're right. Mikey. Okay. Here's my breakdown of it. You got three things you need to do right off the bat when you get there. One, get shelter. Make a shelter. Okay. Two. I'd like to see you try. (laughs) Zip it. (laughs) Find fresh water and build a fire. Okay. And let me tell you why. You got to have the shelter to get the sun off of you. That's one. In, in a place to call home because of animals. Two, you need the water because you got to drink it. 
but you need the fire as well to purify the water because it's not always filtered. I'm, you know, I can make a fire without a fire starter or a lighter. Like, I'm not that. And what are you going to eat? Well, here's my next point. You put me in a spot, like in a habitat where there's a stream or a body of water, I'll be fine. I can fish. Like, I can, I can hunt. There's one. Yeah, with a fishing rod. Not even. It's not even Mike. There was the one. This guy was in, I don't know, maybe a foot of water. And he was catching uh, piranhas with, like, spears. Like, it's not that hard. I'm telling you, it's not that hard. And what baffles yeah, me the a, most. You see a piranha and go, get me on the next freaking plane out of here. <laughs> Probably. Another one. There's been multiple ones when, like, they're in Brazil or, you know, like, the warm climates. And there's either alligators, crocodiles, or uh, caiman, which pretty much are the same thing. I don't know. Uh, only one episode I've seen a guy physically hunt an alligator. He, and he caught it. But it's like, it's such good protein, the meat and alligators. And if I'm not talking like a monster 12-footer. Like, you're not going to do that. But, like, you tell me, Mike, I can't, like, hunt a five-foot alligator, like, kill it and eat it? I know I could. Well, I'm just saying, you better see it before it sees you. That's all I'm telling you. Okay. But, Mike, you don't have, you know, social media or a phone. All you have to do out there is hunt and survive. Like, what are the excuses why people aren't hunting these animals? Like, it, I don't get it. Because it's not that easy. You got to make sure that that, you know, is good enough to eat. <laughs> Anthony, if you, don't have a, if you don't have the proper fishing equipment, then, I, then you know what? What good are you? How are you going to hunt an alligator? Like, what is your, like, repertoire that you're going to get that alligator? All right. So I've thought this out. Alligators are attracted to, like, splashing, right? So you walk into the water about, I don't know, up to your knees, maybe kind of splash around a little bit, just attract them. Then, that's just one thing. Or, you know, you set up a couple of traps somewhere. Maybe you catch, like, a a wild animal, like a squirrel, raccoon, something like that. Use that as bait. A squirrel and a what? A raccoon. Okay. And a vacuum too? Yeah. Well, you know, something like a a rodent, like a pot. I don't know, a possum. It's very easy. Like, alligators are attracted to eating humans. Like, I don't understand why it's that hard. One episode I saw last week, a woman was sitting on, like, the edge of the bank. She was trying to catch, like, little sardines. The freaking alligator went right up to her. Granted, it was, like, eight feet long. But they're out there, Mikey. And if you present yourself, they'll come after you. Of course they will, but you know, there's not just alligators you got to watch out for either. Again, you know, it's like I said last week. You know, the big animals, the bears, the lions, you know, those things. Come on, it's the magic of TV. You're telling me there's not producers out there all, at all times with guns to scare like the big ass animals away? I don't know. This... Are, you, are you are you willing to take that risk? Yeah, but I will tell I will tell you this. Like, if I have a partner who taps out. I'm tapping on as well. Like I'm not, I'm not going to stay in the jungle by myself. Like I got to be with somebody because I, I don't have to outrun the bear. I got to be able to outrun my partner. Wasn't there an episode of that show where like the two people got like kicked off because they were having sex? <laughs> so, so I've done some, but they got caught having sex or something. So they don't, they claim that nobody has yet on that show, but I call BS. I mean, there was one, I saw an episode last week. Well, hold on. And, you know, you could tell they were very flirty and like they were, even the girl was like, just sleep on top of me for the body warmth. Type. It, was, it was pretty obvious. Like, yeah, they were doing stuff. But 
here's my theory on it, Mike. Okay. Yeah, you're out there, you're naked for 21 days. After the first hour, you and your partner, because it's a one female, one male, you and your partner, you're both getting more and more unattractive by like the minutes. Okay. So like you're walking to like your base there where you kind of call home. After a certain amount of time, they're putting mud all over themselves to keep the bugs off of them, the sunburns. And then if you, you know, if they get covered in bug bites, like they're getting more and more disgusting. Okay. The bug bite is what freaks me out. And and not to mention too, you know, grooming services, but to brushing your teeth, you know, you're not shaving. You either, you have that first hour to be like, Hey, you know what, partner, let's saddle up. If not, you got to move on. Eh, I mean, I just think, Hey, if you're out there for 21 days or however long it is, man, something's going on. You know, you'll get, you'll get, you'll get bored to the point where you're just like, Hey, I'm bored. You're bored. Let's go. Mike, I know. And you know what? You know me. Like, you would think that, but there's some episodes, man. They just get very unattractive as the time goes on. No, I can. Both partners. It's just, it's like. I couldn't, I just couldn't imagine standing there with my hog out while there's cameras around. (laughs) Well, because you have to do it right. You have to find like a big leaf and make yourself like a, like a a banana hammock. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, I could do the 21 day challenge. Yeah, okay. I, Mike, you give me fire, a big-ass machete, because you get to pick, you and your partner each get to pick one weapon, like one survival tool. Done. Give me a machete. I can now... Cell phone. I, <laughs> I can whittle a spear. I'm telling you right now, I could do it. Eh, I beg the I'd, I'd like to see you in action for two days. Meanwhile, you know, the town I live in is pretty, like, heavily populated. And I'm like petrified to go for a run that I'm going to see a bear. No shit. That's what I mean. <laughs> but I also don't have like 10 producers also, around with guns. I also stayed with you in a freaking college dorm room and every, every crack and, you know, pipe noise. What was that? <laughs> All right. In my defense, that was not my fault. We watched that horror movie in the theaters that night. What, Sinister or something like that? That still scared the bejesus out of me. You'd rather sit in a jungle for three weeks rather than watch a horror movie. Well, from with a naked woman, yes. But that's that's gonna be an unattractive naked woman after about three hours. At least I'm with somebody, and like I said, I don't have to run faster than the animal, just faster than my partner. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, Mike. Uh, speaking of that, the NFL officially adds a week seventeen. And in doing so, because we're pretty much in New England, the Patriots will host the Dallas Cowboys for their extra game. Um, Mikey, let's get your thoughts on that first. I just don't understand it. You know, it's I think the NFL was structured perfectly with the whole, you know, 16 games. You get the two the two buys and then and you go from there. Now you get an odd number of games and you don't and one team's going to have what it's going to be. One team's going to have nine away games. The other team's going to have eight home games. How does that work? How do you distinguish who has home, who has away? Is it going to flop from AFC, NFC? Is, is, is that the whole idea? The whole thing just doesn't make sense because I feel like they're going down the path of we're just going to make it an 18-game schedule eventually. Then just do it now. Do it now and have an extra bye week. Yeah, I think it's, it, you're definitely right. They are going to get to 18. 
Uh, they are taking away one preseason game, I believe. So it'll be only three this year. Um, I actually, you know, I'm a guy that hates change, right? Like, like you said a little while ago, you've lived with me. Like, you know, I hate change. Oh, you hate change. Oh, yeah. So you're going to go from this environment to the freaking jungle in Brazil. <laughs> I actually love them adding a 17th week, like a 17th game. Stupid. Here's one thing. One, the Cowboys, instead of going 8-8, eight and eight, will now go 8-8-1. Eight, eight and one. So that's, that's all, all given. But the extra game is cool, right? One less preseason game that we have to suffer through and just be teased about. But I'll take the four in the 16-game schedule. But now the Super Bowl is going to be pushed back a week. And there's, there's like – that's pretty much going to be what is it? What's the Monday in February? That's always the day off. Is it Martin Luther King Day? Yeah. So it's almost like it's made for it, right? You're going to have the Super Bowl and the day off on Monday. And what is every wait Martin Luther King Day? I think's in January. Which one's President's Day? I don't know. I I just know that might be February. So either way, you know, there's a holiday right there after the Super Bowl. People are going to love it, Mike. Think about how much do you always hear? People... I think you could have done that either way, though. I don't think you needed a seventeen well, game schedule. These, to these owners, make that happen. these owners are the greediest people. Okay, of course. Yes. So guess what? So they're trading in a half-ass filled stadium in the end of August of preseason. Now you're going to get a full stadium in January for one more regular season game. It's a good trade-off for them, honestly. I like it. Yeah, I like the seven. Um, the 16 game schedule, but I also hated them changing the playoff format this year. And look, guess what? It turned out pretty good. <coughs> what the? F- Excuse me. To lean away. I did lean away. <laughs> you sneeze like a kid. Oh yeah. my god! I just I think it's cool. You know, I'm excited. Yeah, for I it. think it's cool. I think it's cool too to have to have eight home games and nine away games. How does that make any sense? How do you? How do you distinguish that? Though? How do you make it up that, like, who who makes the decision that, hey, you get a less amount of home games than this team? That's stupid. It's, it should be cut in half. Uh, it's probably by their record, I would imagine. Like, from this season before. You, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, that seems so disorganized. Yeah, but that's how they do it, like, with the schedule, because I don't, I don't know the exact science. Like, leave it to football. They'll leave me in a freaking brain pretzel. But, like... It all depends. If you finish last in your division, you play a team last in their division from the other conference and this and that. So I don't know, Mike. I'm getting a 17th football game. That actually means something. I don't care. I don't I'm know. still going to sit just, my chunk ass on the couch and watch it. I'm just a big advocate for if it ain't broken, why fix it? I, I, I think the NFL is structured fine the way it was. And now they're just going to have these nerds come in and tinker with it. I mean, again. it, it, oh, is, it is structured perfect. But guess what? Mike, like I said, I hated them messing with the playoff format this past season, right? You added another Me too. You added another team and you took away a buy, one of the buys. Okay? Bye week's gone. Yeah. But guess what? I found it more entertaining. I watched all every single playoff game and had zero issue with it. So, um, you know what? I think this is going to be cool. Another game. Yeah, the players are going to complain about it cuz I don't think there's a bye week built into the schedule like a second one. But, you know what? It's going to it's going to get pushed to 18 games soon. Let's see. I, I'm excited for it. I don't know. I I I I don't think it really had to be done. I really don't. You know, it's just it's a money making business. That's what it's all about. Yep. So I understand that. But Anthony, I I just think the whole thing is stupid. Well, you know what? 
Who cares? Because they're still going to do it, and you're going to watch it, and you're going to... I'm going to yeah, watch it. Exactly, I'm gonna you're going to watch it. Of course it. I'm going to watch you know it. Gonna... it. doesn't... It just... On paper, it just doesn't make much sense. You know, the all. only way it's going to suck is if it's this. The Patriots go into the season with their current quarterback situation. We have to watch Cam Newton for 17 games. <laughs> oh, That's what's going to make it one suck. One extra game. One extra game would be pitiful. But speaking of the Patriots, Robert Kraft had some comments about his team. And did he even throw a little shade at head coach Bill Belichick? He commented about Brady leaving and winning the Super Bowl last year. He wasn't totally happy with it, but, you know, Brady is like a son to him, he said in the past. But he was pretty critical of the team's recent drafting. Mikey, was he throwing shade, and does he have a point? I mean, I think he absolutely has a point. And, you know, based by his answer, he said, what, I didn't like the way we drafted well, and I'm I'm optimistic about what's ahead of us. Yep. So. I, I think it was brutally honest. I You know, if Kraft came out and, and blew smoke up all our asses, I would have been more pissed. You know, I actually appreciate that, you know, Robert Kraft at least has a little, I wouldn't call it pushback against Bill, but I really appreciate the honesty. So, you know, hopefully Bill looks at that. I'm sure him and Bill have had this conversation too, so I don't think he's really throwing shade at all. But, hey, have the Patriots drafted well in recent years? Absolutely not. I have no problem with these comments. So, they haven't drafted a Pro Bowl since, what, 2013, and that was Jamie Collins? Well, they're punter and punt returner, if you want to count those. I don't, because they also wasted a fifth-round pick last year on a guy they just cut as a kicker. So I'm not going to count that. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, Kraft, I'm fine with the comments for now because he's right. He's also, like, that's the thing. You're an owner, the most successful franchise in your sport, and you're still critical of it. Which is great. Like, after the one last year. two seasons haven't been great. The last year was brutal, and in nineteen, let's face it, they even two thousand eighteen, they kind of backed into that second Super Bowl against the Rams. They were not that good of a team. They went eleven and five, and, and that was a generous eleven and five. Okay, so obviously he has not been happy with the way they've looked, the way they've spent money. Lamented to that, saying you know he's never put out this much financial help to to his teams and he's going to criticize, but I hope he's not starting to step into it's my team. I'm going to start making comments here and there because then you're going to become Jerry Jones and he's just turned his team into a disaster the last what 20 something years. Let Belichick continue to run the team. It's fine. You're still going to get the credit crap. Yeah. Let's let Belichick run the next. Hey, you know what? Too. Let's see. Let's see how he bounces back. Until he has an actual quarterback plan, I want to see how he bounces back. Right now, it's dash one for Belichick. He's on the minus on that one. That's fine. But I, I just want to see. One year, you, you get so reactionary. Let's, I Just give it some time. But also, you know, Kraft has done a great job of pretty much staying quiet behind the limelight in this whole run with the Patriots. I really hope his he doesn't start getting a big head right now and starting to step in. See, well, no, I don't think he is because, you know, after the season they had, you know, I I feel like you could have seen it coming that him and Belichick were going to have some questions to answer. You know, you guys have had all this success after 20 years, and then now you go 7-9, and nine, you miss the playoffs, and it looks like you don't know what the hell you're doing with your franchise. So I think the questions – I think the, I, I think they knew the questions were coming, but – I, I really don't have a problem with the honesty. I think, you know, I think Robert Kraft has always said, look, he still gives Bill, he still gives Bill the ability to coach, put the, 
put the team together, do everything he can to make all the football decisions. Has he? He hasn't taken that back yet. So you know, I don't have a problem with it. He's he's being brutally honest. Bill cannot draft millennials. He just he he can't do it. He can't do it. Which is leads me to my next point. But I you know, as far as the Robert Kraft comments, I don't necessarily think he's coming in and being like, oh, it's my team. It's this and that. I think he's going, hey, we sucked last year. You're responsible for our quarterback leaving. So go do something. Okay. I'm perfectly yeah, okay. Yeah, do you think he's just outspoken, though, if Brady doesn't go on and win, like, immediately? Because I don't. Probably but also, not. I didn't say he was taking it over. I just said, I hope it's not the first step. Okay? that That's my thing. Like like I said to my mom, <clears throat> when she got her vaccine, the you know, last week, she's like, oh, you know, it's going to be nervous, to, you know, when we can finally go back to living life without these masks because of the pandemic, I got... I go, it's going to be scary the first time you go into, like, a stop and shop. And then after that, you're like, oh, like, without a mask. And then the next time, you're like, oh, actually, I don't need it. This, it's just, then it becomes second nature again. I mean, so I just hope Kraft doesn't be like, you know what? I made this comment. Now let me, the next interview, say this comment. And, you know, it starts to snowball. I just hope that doesn't happen. I think the supporting team around him is going to actually help him with that stuff. And, you know, I don't think, I don't think Kraft is that far gone to where he's going to, make a rift between him and the head coach. And, oh, and by the way, I got a haircut the other day and didn't wear a mask, which was pretty cool. You idiot. Well, let me tell you this. I got a haircut too, but I'll, I'll go into that later. You know, you said, Robert Kraft seems like the kind of guy that wouldn't, but what scares me is I feel like Jonathan Kraft, I feel like he is such a big fan first. I could see him kind of like stepping in and maybe doing something dumb. Well, yeah, I mean, I think you got to give it time too. Now, you know, if they have another season like they did last year and they make all these signings that they just did and they go out and suck again, then you know what? I'm okay with Robert Kraft making another comment because, you know, he, he gave, he gave Bill all this money to do what he thought would uh, benefit the football team after the team sucked this past year. If they go out and lay another egg, I would expect more comments from Robert Kraft. Hey, it's his business, but let, let's see. If if they don't have a quarterback plan, okay, fine. But let's see. They do. Um, speaking of quarterback plans, Mikey, Bill Belichick, he was at a college football pro day a couple days ago, checking out <laughs> Mac Jones yeah. overthrowing a wide open receiver. Did you see that? I did see that. But you know what? I'm not someone who's going to put any stock into this. Just like when the quarterbacks make these great, great throws, I'm not. I sit there and I bash the people who go. Oh, look at the arm strength. Look at his ability to throw on the run going across his body. So, you know what? At a pro day, I would expect the quarterback to maybe overthrow a guy or two here and there. So, I don't I don't put much stock at all into no. this subject. No, pro days are glorified. Hold on. Especially for quarterbacks. They're glorified going right. out and having a pass with, the, with your brother or a friend. That's all it is. Shorts, a t-shirt, and you're throwing the ball around. You could take these pro days. And, and you know what? Even the combines, and you can shove them up your ass because they don't mean a goddamn thing for the most part, no, especially quarterbacks. I want to see my quarterback handle pressure with a big 300-pound guy wanting to go through him, Yep. okay, and throw him to the ground and see how he could throw a tight spiral in a very tight window in the NFL. I don't care what the kid did in college because guess what? You know, at least 60% of the college football players, that's it. They're done. They're not going to make it to the pros. Give me a guy. No, yeah. Here, Give me I mean, a guy that's going to be able to zing it in there with, 
you know, I Stefan Gilmore draped all over him. I can't think of a better corner right now off the top of my head, but you know what I'm saying? Like that's when I want to be able to see a quarterback. And also too, I want to see how a quarterback does when he's down by two scores. Never mind this this guy always exactly. coming out leading the charge from the pack and always having a lead. You know, that's one thing about Brady. He could be down what was it, 25 points or whatever, and the Super Bowl still comes back. These pro days, the combines, they don't mean crap. I don't give a shit about a guy's 40 time or his three cone speed. And, you know, yeah, the vertical Vertical jump, jump. you know, even for linebackers and all that, I don't care. Can you play the freaking game? That's what I want to see. Oh, he he got 25 reps of the bench press. That means it's going to help him in the football career. You know, you took the words out of my mouth. I don't give a crap unless, you know, there's there's a legit pass rush coming at the guy. There's maybe a defender or two out there to, you know, stop things or help stop things a little bit. It's the whole thing reminds me of like the Bambi movie. Look what I can do. <laughs> Look what I can do. I can run I can run to the sideline and chuck the ball seventy yards. When do you ever like that might happen what? Once and you might need to do that in a game? Maybe once. It the whole thing is stupid. it's a waste of time. I'm kind of pissed off that you, you know, I expect I would expect a guy like Belichick to look at that and go, Why am I gonna waste my time going to these? Like why? But, but then again, I saw him, there's that whole report about him and John Lynch. So I, I don't know if that was. Well, yeah, maybe it's all just a whole there. ploy to just again the negotiation tactic, like you know, because Sam Fran, exactly. it's rumored they want at least a first round pick for Grell, and this is Belichick being like, okay, you can take your stupid high demand and shove it. I'll go to war with you know Mac Jones or something like that. Because you know, I said a couple episodes ago, I feel like John Lynch is a guy that's trying to be like, oh ha ha, I'm gonna hold your feet to the fire just to, like, look tough and look like he's GM of the year, just at the end he'll look like an idiot. Exactly, yeah. No, The whole college pro day thing is as is, is just as useless as the backup quarterback. <laughs> what? I think a backup quarterback is useless. In what form? In every form. How many backup quarterbacks actually, like, sniff the field in the season? Unless you're um, like even Cam Newton had had an awful year, Jared Stidham was the backup. You yeah, were, I mean maybe develop wise, if you have a young QB, the backup. It's there for you. It's it's there for you to look at, but you're never really going to need and plus, it. Plus, you get to I like feel. get to go out and brag that you're like on an NFL team as a quarterback and just get all like the residuals. That would be great. Like yeah, like I would neither. Give someone the benefit of the doubt because of a pro day, nor would I, you know, knock someone right. down because they didn't have a great pro day. So, you know, I I just canceled the whole thing out. I, and here's my thing, too. Waste of time. Do I really care about a 40-yard time, for my, especially for my quarterback? Like, great, Lamar Jackson can run fast. Can he throw a football? Can he throw a football? And, 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 exactly. and if I had my quarterback running for his life every game, my offensive line sucks, one. And two, this guy's going to get hurt. The thing about Mahomes, I feel like he's got a pretty good mix of when to throw the ball and when to be like, oh, crap, I got to run. The same thing with Russell Wilson, you know? Right. Like Russell and, and, and like, Wilson, exactly. Like Michael Vick, he was a great runner. He breaks his leg. He's pretty much useless, okay? Lamar Jackson, if he can't run, he's useless. These guys, you know, RG3, he was looking great. That Shanahan ran him into the ground, literally. He couldn't run, and that pretty much summed up his career. Like, see, I put a little bit of that on RG three. I, th- I, I think you got to know how to. Yeah, take but the he was hurt, and Shannon, Mike Shanahan was still throwing him out there. He's an idiot. 
But I just the, yeah. the whole oh, I just cannot stand it. Again, I don't care what they do in college. That does not mean crap to me. Like Trevor Lawrence, chances are he's going to be a great QB. If he's a bust, will I be surprised? Yeah, because don't I don't be surprised. Care what they did in college when you're when you're Alabama, right. and I know he didn't go there. But when you're Alabama and you're playing against Middle Texas State North U, yeah, kick the living shit division two team. Like, obviously, you're going to light him up for 70 points when, one, you have a head coach on your team. Like, ah, rah, rah, you know, clapping his hands like, we're not done yet. Like, buddy, you're up at halftime by, like, 50 points. What do you mean you're not done yet? The other team quit before the warm-ups. Like, no, and, like, I remember you and I have had this conversation before. Yes, there's quarterbacks in the first round to be drafted. Yes, there are quarterbacks who come out of the first round who are great. But – we can go down the list again. How many quarterbacks were were these highly touted prospects coming out of college? They get drafted top fifteen. I could just Blaine Gabbert, Christian Pond. I could just go on and on and on. And most of those guys aren't even in, near the league anymore. Ponder was a good it's a one. Waste of what time. A, remember Zach Mettenberger was supposed to be good from like LSU. Oh yes, yeah, Mr. Mitch Bitchy went second overall. He's like the third string quarterback. I now, mean, basically in it's almost like when I see these NFL scouts. By the way, out of the four major sports, are NFL scouts the dumbest, most egotistical scouts out of them? They really are. They're like, yeah, this kid's got a great 40 time. And let me let me tell you about his time. Grass. It's like, buddy, first of all, you wear shorts 365 days out of the year. Get, get, get a clue. I hate okay? that, by the we way. We get it. You live in Massachusetts. It's freaking cold. All right? Throw some pants on. It, it just goes back. It reminds me of the movie Moneyball. When Brad Pitt's talking to his head scout right before he fires him, he's like, I've seen you go to these parents' tables and tell their kids, when I know a prospect, I know. And your kids got it. And Brad Pitt goes, but you don't. You don't know. And it's that's that's all these guys are. It's a big Johnson contest. They go there. Yeah, they like he to said, go there, said. flex their muscles, puff out their chest. Yeah, this, this kid, let me tell you, I, I think this kid's a damn good prospect. Meanwhile, like you said, it's Christian Ponder, you know? Meanwhile, Russell Wilson is drafted in the third round. He's got a Super Bowl already. He's been to another exactly. one. Exactly. If his damn team could build a team around him, he'd already be in another Super Bowl. So, you know, I hate agreeing with you. I think even Aaron Rodgers was what? The exactly. third quarterback taken in that draft? See it with him. Just, just shut up. Just shut the hell up because, you know, a lot of the people saying that are nerdy guys with pencils in their shirt pockets that have played it once in gym class and got hit, and that was it. So... I hate agreeing with you on things, but you're starting to get me with the first round QBs. It's, I mean, there, there's a case to be made for some of them. Yes, like, like you can absolutely draft some first round QBs, like Patrick Mahomes. You know, I'm sure, and I'm sure, I don't know, like you said, we don't know, but I feel like Trevor Lawrence is NFL ready. I, I just feel like he has been for a little bit. As far as everyone else, I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Fields, even Mac Jones, Half of these guys are just complete busts. I'm not saying they will be, but it's really going to shock me. What's the kid, Trey Lance from North Dakota? I heard he was he was uh, compared to Donovan McNabb, and I was like, ew. Oh, oh, oh North Dakota. Where, <laughs> where have we seen this before? I'll tell you what, though. If if I had my pick like and, and I couldn't take Lawrence, I'm taking Fields for one reason. I saw that man get smacked against Clemson on that dirty hit by that linebacker. He balled he that game, and up. he even went shot for shot in that championship game. Like he's a tough, tough bastard. 
and you can't teach toughness. But, Mikey, some other league roundups. North Carolina basketball head coach Roy Williams retires after 33 seasons, the last 18 coaching at UNC, 903 career wins, hmm. only coach with 400 wins at multiple D1 schools, UNC and Kansas, three national championships with the Tar Heels. What's the matter? You couldn't get a thousand. <laughs> what an Italian thing to say. <laughs> like Italians, you know, you, you get five things done. The guy will say, what's many? Couldn't do six. So nice job. Uh, Gonzaga UCLA game from Saturday. Mikey, what a classic. It, that was, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't actually watch the game, but man, I'm, I'm so like, I wanted Gonzaga to lose. I did. Cause I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I just can't stand. I, I can't stand them this year. Their whole undefeated thing and whatnot, but man, was you? I, I just, I just have a, this thing against UCLA. Everything. I hate California. I hate the city of Los Angeles. I don't want to see them do anything. UCLA just bothers me. They just always bother me in everything, everything. So I was happy to see them get knocked out finally. But they, they, they did have a tremendous run. You know, they had that. I think, I think UCLA had a play in just to get into the tournament. Yeah, you know what? Michigan they had a State. damn good run. Gonzaga hitting the buzzer beater from almost half court. Uh, they're in the national title game tonight as we record on Monday against Baylor. Um, Mikey, I'll, I don't want to go with the easy pick. So, I, whatever. I think Gonzaga's going to win. All right, cool. I'm cool, taking cool. Baylor. We disagree for once. Yay. Um, I just don't yeah, want to pick just, the under. I'm a sucker too. for that stuff. I always fall for the banana and the tailpipe. Uh, the Los Angeles Clippers signed center to Marcus Cousins. His nickname is Boogie Cousins. I don't know why, but it's kind of like a cool nickname. Um, and the New York Metropolitans, they. I wonder if he, I wonder if it's because he does a lot of picks. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, there you go. Francisco Lindor and the Mets agree to a contract extension, ten years, three hundred forty-one million for the shortstop. It's gonna leave him in the Big Apple for quite a while. Yeah, he'll have yeah, two exactly. good years. And he'll you know what I saw. But his contract, Lindor's will be up, and the Mets will still be paying Bobby Bonilla after. Like, it's that's the contract that just keeps on giving. <laughs> if you don't know, every July 1st, the Mets have to pay Bobby Bonilla $1 million uh, for a deferred contract. So good to him. Still playing. Are they still paying <laughs> Paul O'Neill? Didn't he play for the Yankees, Paul O'Neill? Yeah, I think he gets, I, I, I thought he played for both. Who the hell teams, cares? It's, could be wrong. It's, He's, we don't give a shit on, about oh God. You and Seinfeld. Like, I'm so disgusted with the people on our Twitter polls. Cheers is better than Seinfeld. And oh, and always, okay, so Psych. then Cheers lost to Seinfeld because you people don't know good television. Then, then, oh, yeah. Then we put Apparently Always Sunny up against television. Seinfeld, and that loses. That show, okay? Okay, always so that sunny. show is decent, but man, don't ever put it Always Sunny's had a longer tenure Seinfeld. than Seinfeld. So that guy, okay, who's, who's this short, chubby guy with the round head there, with the glasses, and he's the George played yeah, by Jason he's in, Alexander. He is probably he's in Pretty Woman. I cannot that stand that guy. He just okay, yeah, he's because he said he's that guy has even said everywhere I go, people just call me George. He's like I I can't play another role. Ever like he's in I think Pretty he's Woman, in Christmas with the Cranks too. It, 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 it's like everyone sees him as George. He can't. Because he nailed that role so perfectly that he... That he just he, has such, he, like, a whiny face, and every time I see him, I just cannot stand it. I'll tell you, 
the only thing yeah, I, he's always I've never watched out. an episode of Seinfeld. But I know that they've had Jerry Stiller in that show. Well, and I loved him in The King of Queens. That dude is a riot. So, rip, rip. He's George's Jerry dad Stiller. in that show. Uh, Mike, you getting back to baseball, though. You want to play your organ? Oh, God, don't remind me. <laughs> it's back, baby. The local nine. Going to go get some peanuts and cracker jacks, a dog and a beer. Go to Fenway Park. Spend about spend two hours trying to find Kid. a place to freaking park. And that, yeah, yeah, I hit the ball yeah, off the monster. The, the old crack of the bat, the dirt dog at second. Nope, his ass is retired. Get me a get me a fucking banger <laughs> and a bit. Tell you about some bangers. The Baltimore Orioles banged around your Red Sox. <laughs> the Bruins scored more goals than the Red Sox scored runs all in two periods. The Bruins put up, what, seven In two periods, Mike, in 40 minutes. Oh, my God. You know what? It, it, it's sort of funny. You know, in the last two, three years or so, you know, I would consider myself not an, like a huge oh. – I'm still a Red Sox fan. I still pay attention. No, but, but like, from I just feel like from the average fan perspective, I feel like this past, this past weekend you're just, like, out there like, who the hell is this guy? Who the hell is this guy? What is he doing? Like, who the hell is this guy? Did you know the Red Sox leadoff hitter has a career lifetime average of 239? The Boston Red Sox have a leadoff hitter whose career average is 239 in Kiki Hernandez. How freaking pathetic is that? Oh, he's here, though, so we can put Kiki on the back of T-shirts. Yeah, Kiki, wee! Says, oh, it's, it's, I hate this. You know what? I hate the GM. I hate the owner. I don't necessarily hold the players responsible. I mean, I'll get to that. I mean, obviously I do because if you suck, you suck. But, man, the way this team is run is absolutely pathetic. You want to cheap out on Corey Kluber, go out and get Richards for a million dollars less, and then it's basically <laughs> batting practice for the, oh, the Baltimore Orioles, who, by the way, I could probably name two players on that whole team. You know, it's, it, it's so embarrassing. And coming out of the gate, you look at the schedule to open, open up the season. You know, you have the Orioles, then you have Tampa. Now, I know Tampa is like a sneaky good team sometimes, but, man, it was, okay, you got Baltimore. You might get off to a decent start. Nope. Instead, you get swept at your home, your home stadium when there's finally fans back in the stands. No one knows who the hell is on the roster anymore. It's, the whole thing's a mess. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm ready to write the team off, but, man, you know, what pisses me off, too, is after the game yesterday, you heard Garrett Richards go, well, you know, you, I never, I never heard of a team winning, you know, at, at three games of the season, and it's like, okay, but if you swept the Baltimore Orioles, it would have been like, oh, we're off to a great start, we're feeling well, but no, you lost the first three games, and now it's, oh, 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 oh man, you know, who wins a season at the at the three games, man? You guys suck. You're a top three market team in the league, and this is your roster. This is what you have to put over there. And I, I was so optimistic about the offense, because I like Vasquez, I like Bogarts, I like Devers, I like Verdugo. Holy crap, and Martinez. Holy crap, was that a bad showing? What? Oh, okay, so your number one bat, Martinez, is pretty good. You know, decent three games, decent start to the season. Let's trade him. That's what you seem to do. You pretend to be the Tampa Bay Rays. You know what the Rays do? The Rays trade their all-star players when they know they can't pay him. Mookie Betts, Andrew Benatendi. Now, that might be a different little story, I don't think it was really about, you know, money with Benatendi, but it's just this team is being treated like a middle-of-the-market team. And while we're at it, I'm going to a Red Sox game soon because the tickets aren't that expensive. 
I cannot wait to just. I'm gonna sit on the third base dugout side. I'm gonna sit on third base dugout. I'm gonna turn my little ass around, look up at John Henry's box, and boo the shit out. I cannot wait to do that. I cannot. All right, wait. that was nice. So. <clears throat> Yeah, that was, that was good. That was good. We'll, we'll definitely put that up on the Instagram page there. <clears throat> yeah, don't take a breath into the mic, though. You know, let me tell you this. It just pisses me off, dude. It's just this team has all the money in the world, but no, I want to put a, a our soccer team is now ahead of well, our baseball team. Let me tell oh, you, give this. me a break. You mentioned Alex Verdugo. That man couldn't be any more pathetic. Okay, he wants to be Manny Ramirez so bad. You know, with the jersey unbuttoned and the chains and, you know, trying to be all goofy. Dude, you're, you're a freaking hack. Just shut the hell up, okay? With the high number. we yeah, that was He's great, good. okay? Another guy getting shut down by the I like him. Matt Harvey on Saturday. How's that one? Okay? Well, no, but, okay, but in, in, defense, in defense of Verdugo real quick, you know, what I do like about him is, you know, He's not scared to go the other way. If the if the ball's on the outside part of the plate, he'll hit it to left field. He doesn't do the whole uh oh, gotta get that that large angle to right field, even though it's a pitch outside. No, he's not scared to go the opposite okay, great. field, and that's what I love uh, about it. Yeah, that did not look good at all for the Red Sox. Holy smokes! Like you said, you're playing the freaking Orioles. So you get you know shut down on um, Friday, on Friday. Okay, opening day was who, pathetic. The guy for the Orioles pitching, I could have sworn was our mutual friend that you were always hanging out with. Okay. That's one second, Matt Harvey, who has been relevant since like 2015, shut you down. And then yesterday, like you said, it was batting practice. What the hell was that? And then Garrett Richards comes up and says that I'd cut his ass now. What a loser comment. Yeah. You can't win it all in April, but you can sure as shit lose it all in April. Okay. And that's your comment after of you are freaking Logan airport, just giving off one after another. Shots just fume, you know, like the plane's taking off. It was a bad analogy from the start, by the way. Like, just terrible loser comment. But let me tell you something, Mike. I love this because all you freaking Red Sox people were singing, It's not Tessie. What the hell is the song when you win? Dirty Water. You're singing Dirty Water. Dirty Water. And the, the song in the seventh inning there, Sweet, not Home Sweet Home. What the freak is the other one? Are you really that tuned out of the Reds? Of, okay, let's just play the ballpark organ. Yeah, like, sweet Caroline, sweet Caroline. Okay, you guys are slapping yourselves around. Yeah, let's go, Red Sox. We're going to win it all in 2018. <laughs> you know, you guys are tuning in. Social media is just a Red Sox orgy. You can't get enough of them. Yeah, bet, bet, bets is better than Babe Ruth. Freaking Jackie Benintendi. Yeah, the world is. is covered by water. The rest is him. You know, who needs Jason Veritek? We got Christian Vasquez. You know, Chris Sale is better than Pedro in the early 2000s. You, everybody, social media was just one big, it would have turned the stocks pink. Let me tell you that, the way you people were carrying on and circling around. That was embarrassing. And now because their team's not smoking everybody by football scores, it's, oh, this team sucks. I'm not going down there. Why am I going to pay $5 for a bottle of water? They're terrible. You know why? Because you all are pathetic, sad sacks, okay? The Bruins are the hottest thing in town right now, so everybody's black and gold and Causeway Street, you know, banging the drums and that guy with the flag and the rollerblades skating around. You know, that's you. When the, when the Bruins suck, it'll be the next team because guess what? A couple years ago when they got Kyrie, the Celtics were the hot team in town, you know? The parquet and 
Banner 18. Patriots let Brady go, so who cares about them for right now? Right now, it's the Bruins. They're, they're the best team to win a title in this city. So guess what? Who's next? Who's going to be the next team, okay? Who's going to be recycled? Let me tell you, it's going to be the Red Sox in two years. It's, it's going to be the Red Sox. Boston Cannons? Because then they're going to get the thumbs up from Corpse himself, John Henry. Go ahead, sp- spend my money. That's fine. You know, <laughs> Linda's, Linda's got the, nope, they're not gonna do that, the Boston then, you know, Globe. You know, go for it. Then they're going to be paying out the wazoo for this guy. The shortstop from the Dodgers will be here. You know, I can already see it coming. And they're going to ha- get a hot prospect with the third pick this year. In two years, it's going to be just like 2018 again. Let's go, Red Sox! You know, like all you freaking nerds, okay, that have to play the organ for the – oh, it's going to be sickening. So I'm loving it right now. I hate the Red Sox fans almost <laughs> as much as Celtic fans because – you're so hot and cold with the team. Embrace the years when they suck because you know what? All, they're the Yankees. They're just going to buy themselves. They're going to – let me talk. It's, Jack, it's yeah. one thing. They're going to buy themselves another World Series within the next five years, <laughs> and you're going to forget about these two years. Everybody forgets about 2012 with Bobby Valentine and that pathetic team. The next year, they back their ass into a World Series. Yes, guess what? Does anybody remember what happened a couple years later? A couple last place finishes. Then what do they do? I don't know, shell out $217 million to a lefty who doesn't even want to be in Boston, win a World Series with him. They make the trade for Chris Sale. That's all they're going to do. They're, like I said a couple episodes, restocking the, the, the prospects pool. They're going to trade all of them away again, get the big names, and they're going to spend money for free agents. Baseball, I've seen it happen. I'm not so sure. Baseball, baseball I would rather watch a okay, freaking but- soccer game than baseball. Baseball can go F itself as I give the middle finger to nobody with me and nobody can see it, okay? Here's why baseball is a pathetic joke. Get a salary cap, then let me see how great of a front office is. Theo Epstein, what the hell did he do, okay? He inherited a team set up by Dan Duquette who got to spend money to get Manny, to get Pedro, to get Veritas, you know, name it, okay? Theo Epstein had the ball. A guy who was shooting himself out of town and Nomar Garcia Parra, okay? So, that yeah, he got Kurt Schilling. Great. What other moves did he make that have turned into shit? Julio Lugo? That was a terrible move. Okay, but you know what? Lucio Walter said it best. Theo looks good because he's got the money to cover his mistakes, okay? He had to be told by Pedro to go get David Ortiz, for Christ's sakes. So he's not getting credit on that one. Okay, and you're not getting credit for signing checks, blank checks, because you you're the Red Sox and you print money. Go another big market team, and he gets to get bailed out by money there as well. So give me teams, okay? Give me teams with salary caps. Then baseball will get my respect and attention back. Until then, it's useless. Think about it. The Red Sox traded Johan Moncada, Michael Kopech, a couple other prospects in the deal for for Chris Taylor with the White Sox. Okay. White Sox aren't a big market team. So what's going to happen in a couple of years when those free agents are going to leave? They're going to get re-signed by these big fish again. The Yankees, the Red Sox, the freaking Mets. It's a joke. Baseball sucks. Get a salary cap. I'm not taking Theo Epstein serious at all. I'm not taking Brian Cashman serious. You have so much freaking money to spend to cover your mistakes. Go F yourselves. You're pathetic. Okay. Um, so no, no, but you know, my whole thing with 
with John Henry and the Red Sox is it, it just seems like they don't know what the hell they want to do with the team. It's oh, okay, we got Dombrowski. Win a World Series. Oh, we're not doing so well. See you later. Here's Sherrington. Team has a decent. Oh, see you later after one year. Oh, yeah. Now we got Heim Bloom. He sucked. When's he getting fired next, John? Oh, that's right. You know why? Because he can be a little puppet. Oh, I'm going to go out there. Oh, 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 oh. I'm going to make the Tampa Bay Rays in Boston now. It, the, the, the whole thing sucks. There is no functional. There is no function at all from the ownership to the front office. And it, it, it honestly makes me sick. It really makes me sick that a team with this much money is playing the Oakland is, is playing Oakland but you know what? baseball right now. Mikey, in it's two sad. years when they're going for the championship again, nobody will care because you 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 guys no, will in be two singing years I'll have three more Tessie, you know, like the song from the Dropkick Murphys and MVP 05. You guys will be loving it. Fenway will be doing the wave again and clapping. And, and by the way, I know it's not just the Red Sox that do it. You know what drives me insane? What baseball teams do when you strike a batter out and you play a sound effect. That is so freaking Bush League. Like, yeah, the Red Sox do. I think the Yankees do something like that. It's just so dumb. Yeah, exactly. Woo-woo. Like, shut the hell up, dude. Like, Jesus. It's pathetic. I don't mind that. I mean, it gets everybody clapping and jumping, but... I don't mind it for home runs, but when you do it on like a sack fly or something like that, it's stupid. I, guess, see, I, don't, I don't mind it on home runs either, but when you're yeah, down 11 wrong. runs, it's like, dude, you read really have to do that? But anyway, um, Mikey, let's shift over to some a real sport where they have a salary cap. Uh, Connor McDavid fined for a high hit, $5,000. Uh, he was he had a high hit with an elbow to the Montreal forward, just very cocked in the Emmy. Uh, if anyone else, they probably get a game suspension that did the hit. But it's Connor McDavid. So uh, did I say Connor McGregor or McDavid when I first said this? Okay. Well, I look like an I think idiot. You said anyway, McDavid. Uh, it's just so bush league. It's so dumb that he only got like a five thousand dollar fine. Like he threw his elbow high. Did you see the hit? Okay. Well, you know, cocked in the Emmys in the not. neutral zone. He's got the puck and he's getting rid of it. And McDavid comes up high. Yeah, with an elbow towards Cheap the shot. head. Pretty sure he connected with him. Cockton Yemi was he's all right, but I want to bring this up because it's the NHL protecting their stars once again. You never saw Crosby getting, you know, big suspensions, Ovechkin, things like that. And they're already doing it with McDavid. And a couple of years ago, yeah, you know, when McDavid was a rookie, there was a play in Edmonton, he's playing against Philly. Brandon Manning hits him into the boards, they kind of fall. And you know when you collide with somebody and you both slide into the boards together? Well, when he did, Manning hit him and it McDavid's collarbone, right? The next year, Edmonton, they're like, you know what? we got to protect this guy. So they bring in Milan Lucic. Edmonton's in Philly. It's a power play for Edmonton. McDavid scores. Brandon Manning skates by him. And here's where I lost all respect for McDavid. He chirps at Manning, calling him an effing something. So Manning kind of just looks at him. And Manning's like, not even a tough guy. He always lost his fights. And what does McDavid do? Immediately retreats and hides behind Milan Lucic. So right there, it's like, here's a gutless puke already. I don't care how great he is. I cannot stand Connor McDavid. And so I just, yeah, oh, absolutely. You know what? Sounds like At least Crosby, Crosby has bit. how many fights in his career? Like, I I hate Crosby, but he will. And he'll freaking win. Yeah, I don't think he's lost the fight to. that he's been in, but... McDavid's one of these millennial spoiled brat prisses 
that I just cannot stand. He could score however many points. I love that Edmonton keeps losing. Um, I just wanted to mention that because the NHL's got to watch out. Don't don't start enabling these things because that's how stuff happens. But I will say, you don't want him suspended. Like if you're going to go to a game against Oilers, you want to see him yeah. play. So it's kind of like fine, hit him in the wallet, I guess. But if I'm Zach Cassian or somebody else in that team, maybe I let somebody on Calgary take a run at him for a game. While we're at hockey too, I think you know, I feel like lately, especially this season, like the last two or three months, you've seen a lot of penalties called yep. just because there's a hard hit. I hate that. I and it's like there was one with the Bruins too. I, I forget the exact details, but you know, guy gets hit hard and the hand automatically goes. It, it it's kind of stupid. I don't like it at all. It's not because you know, it's why does it have to be a penalty just because the guy got hit hard and he's on the guy? Was it the he's on the ice one? For an extra five seconds. I hate that. It's so stupid. Okay, in Pittsburgh there yes. when um, Tanev freaking launched him. It's just kind of mind. It's just I don't know. They take. They seem like they're taking. And I know fights are a little. They're not as down as much as they want them to be. But I just feel like it's just it's just slowly. Well, getting yeah, flag I mean, I, I can't stand that because a player's injured. Like you said, the arm goes up, or if they just hear a loud hit, the arm goes up. It's like we talked about this, Mike. You cannot take hits out of the game. Like, it, otherwise, we're just gonna play. What exactly? Let the Opens players the police door themselves. And I've been a guy who's been like, you know what? Maybe fighting doesn't have to be in hockey, because you know they don't fight in the Olympics. They re- they rarely ever fight in the playoffs. Two of the most entertaining times for hockey. But you know what? You gotta let the players police themselves. These, I, I can't stand when players fight after clean hits. That drives me nuts. But. You know, you get a guy who's just crushed from behind, then I'll see a fight. That's fine, sticking up for a teammate. But, you know, we talked about this, Mike. The NHL is the only sport that allows fighting, and the NFL's taking out some big hits. The NHL, don't go down that slope. You leave the clean hits in the game. I was watching one the other day. I think it was Detroit and somebody else, and it was just – no, it was Carolina and um, Dallas. And there was some big hits being thrown, and it was great to see. It's like, wow, we haven't seen this since, you know, what, the early 2000s. And oh, I was, Here we go again with Carolina. You know, I know they're having a decent season, but here we go again with Carolina. Oh, the Hurricanes and their little antics after the I can just see it now. They'll go to the playoffs, and they'll suck. I, I hate, I freaking hate the Carolina Hurricanes. I hate how people just buy into them. Every time they make the playoffs, oh, the Hurricane, oh, the storm's coming. Get yeah, no, the I mean, flags. they're yeah, pathetic. We'll Their goaltending situation is a joke, the Hurricanes. So, until they get, like, a legitimate goalie, I wouldn't take them serious. But, Mikey, you Bruins, babe. What's going on? I don't know, man. It's a little inconsistency. It, it really is kind of weird because, you know, they have that 7-5 win over Pittsburgh. That was a great game, by the way. What an entertaining game that was. So you have Crosby diving again, chirps back and forth. And then, you know, it, it just – I don't know, lately there's a lot of inconsistencies, but one thing that's been pissing me off that I've been hearing about is there's people out there saying, oh, you got to sell. You got to sell, 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 and build for the future. To what I say, okay, if you're going to sell and build for the future, well, then guess what? That better require trading Bergeron, maybe even Marshan and Krejci. Oh, no, you can't do that. Then what the hell are we talking about? What are we talking about? If you're going to go out there and sell, oh, no, oh let's sell Matt Grizzlick. Let's go sell Brandon, this, that. No. These guys, like Bergeron, Krejci, and Marshan, they're not getting any younger. They're no spring chickens any longer. So so, to, to what I say is, if you're going to sell, you better have those guys a part of your conversation. Otherwise, what the hell is the point? But 
I'm someone who I don't want him to sell. I want to see Bergeron, Marshan, guys like that, crazy. I want to see another run. I want to keep seeing it. I want them to add pieces. I want I want another center for this team. I want another center or, or a winger. So and a, and a, and a <clears throat> let me start off by saying Brandon Carlo injured in that game. He's week to week. Also, I hated the Bruins reverse retro jerseys when they were like presented, you know, when the NHL was like, oh, here's whatever. Watching them in action, I actually like them a lot. I do. I love that color yellow. I love that logo they use on the front. Great looking uniforms. That being said, if you're the Bruins, you got the NHL trade deadline next week. You got to get a defenseman. I think the defenseman's your top priority. They were already, um, I don't give a crap Left what shot. it is. They were already questionable on the back end, but you know, before all these injuries hit to Tenorti, Carlo, um, I don't know who the hell else I'm thinking of, but <clears throat> yeah, Grizzly. You know, you, you mentioned, well, hold on. Getting into the playoffs, it's a totally different game, Mike. I mean, the hitting intensifies all that stuff. And, you know, McAvoy isn't the most solid guy. He does tend to get injury prone, and you can never have too much depth on defense. That's always my theory. But getting back to the whole trade thing, like you said, that's another thing you Boston people love to do. You love to think you can get like, a, a horse for the players you don't want anymore, like that you think suck. Like the Brusk, uh, you mentioned Grizzlick. I, I don't know who else, Bjork. You guys think like trading them away is going to bring you back like freaking Shea Weber or something? No, I like, like I want a middle of the line. I think the center, perfect like a like, third like, line. Do you have a name in mind? Not in mind. I mean, I didn't really dig right. too much into it. I'm just, I, I was just giving you some options because, you know, I, I, th- I think a third line center is something that this team could really use in the playoffs because, you know, because. I can see it now. I can see it now. Marshan, Bergeron, Pashanak. There's going to be a point in the playoffs where they Again. just get completely shut down mm-hmm. and they're going to be losing games. Hey, three, three to Ryan one. O'Reilly shut them down. Oh. I'm not like, again, true. First of all, imagine being a grown ass man. I'm not saying his name because he sucks, but imagine being a grown ass man and you came up with a nickname for a hockey line is the perfection line. That's so pathetic to me, but whatever. Um, what? Why is that pathetic? Because you're Why such a freaking child? brown nose to the players and the team. Like, you just look pathetic. Your journalistic integrity goes out the window. You know what I'm saying? Like, why you? Yeah, fair. Oh, yeah, fair. If you, if, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't mind if the fans are, but you're yeah. a freaking journalist, man. You're and, and another thing that drives me nuts is when they call the players by their nicknames. Like, dude, you're not on the team. You're not a hockey player. Shut up. Yeah, no shit, right? I mean, all you got to do is add yeah, why to it. Pathetic. But honestly, <laughs> I think the Bruins got to go defense first. But I, I, something's telling me they're going to get Kyle Palmieri from the Devils. He, he's just a Bruin player, grinder in the corners, always scores. Like, yeah, I could, I think he's going to end up right? on the Bruins. But, he got well, that you do day, that as precaution. Like why risk yet. him getting injured? You know what I'm saying? Never done. Yeah. Um, but your buddy, Tuca, where the hell has he been? Injured again? Upper body injury? Oh, I love it. Oh, oh, this is what pisses me. Because, no, the, okay, you want to mention Boston fans and how they fall in love with their own players. This guy, this guy is someone, people who just, they don't want to, you know, it's, oh, it's like a God. dead body out in the ocean, you know. Like, like it's like the Titanic with Jack and, you know. Let go. He's gone. He's dead. He's dead. Let it go. Let it what go. the so like, hell? No, it's like, what pisses me off, though, it's, no, what pisses me off, though, is it's like, 
okay, he's got a lower body injury. Oh, but, you know, he's injured again because they rushed him back. Maybe they brought him back a little too soon. But you know what? That argument flies out the window when if he gets rushed back, if he re-aggravates the injury he came, he was originally out with, fine, fine, fine. I understand your argument. But when it starts to be something else, it's, it, it, it's like your argument goes right out the window. Okay, okay, he's got a lower body injury. He comes back maybe a little too quickly. But then it's something else now. It's something else. It's always something with this guy, whether it's on the ice, whether it's off the ice, whether it's in his head, it's oh my god! It's I've been, I'm saying I've been saying it for years. You need to move on from this guy. Well, he's a free agent after you the down season, but so far say back. what you want. You're going into the playoffs. You want Halak as your starter? It's it's yes or no. Well, who? I mean, do you want Daniel Vladar as no. your starter? Do you want? And he's actually up practicing no. with them today. Jeremy Swayman, who's a hot prospect in the minors. Oh well, well. If, I hate. He's got the I hot hate hands, arguing with you, but Mike, no Tuca, no chance. Who He'll says Tuca? You're the one that said last week, you know, or a couple weeks ago, the time off when the Bruins had the whole COVID hit. Maybe that's going to benefit Tuca. Maybe they're just saying, you know what? See you in the playoffs. Oh, what? Yeah, he had a lower body injury, an upper body injury. Next is going to be. Oh, I need another two weeks off, man. I can't. Oh, I need another two weeks off, man. This is just not doing it right now because it doesn't. Because it doesn't feel. You know what? You know what? And, and, and you know what else? I freaking hate. I hate the fans who go. Oh, he had a family issue last year. That's why he left the bubble. I'm calling BS. You know why I'm calling BS on that is because, is because the mm-hmm. day before he left, what were his comments? It doesn't even feel like playoff hockey. I think that was the stem. Well, of first that of all, at me next thing. time you call out people thinking that. Rask was going for the family because I still think that. And you want to say Boston people, you can go down to Southie or Dorchester or wherever in Boston, and I will guarantee you, you ask 10 people to show you their tattoos, eight of them have the word family or loyalty on them. So they can't get on Tuka Rask for being loyal to his family and leaving the bubble for that family emergency. Second of all, I will say, Tuka's never the reason they win. But he's never the reason they lose, and I, I can see how that's frustrating. He was the reason that he was the reason they oh, lost that to whole Ottawa team a few was years ago. Basically, bored out of the games by Ottawa. That was a boring Ottawa team. Although, the, yeah, and then on that final goal, where was <laughs> on the overtime goal? Right, twelve hanging out. Was that like? <laughs> yeah, he, he was nowhere to be found. Oh, Mike, Mike, boy, what do you think? The all right at. I just, I just can't. I'm so done As with right Rask. now. I've been done with Rask before the deadline. How far do you see the Bruins going? I think they might win the first round. Maybe. See, I, I can't follow anymore with the whole because I feel like every two years the playoff structure changes in the NHL. And I can't really follow it anymore. So, so what? If they if they go into the playoffs, okay. They so the play first who, like, two Washington rounds, you play like just that? your division. The third round, right? The third round. That's when all Washington. the four divisions will reseed, and you play those winners and stuff like that. I see the Bruins making it to the second round again, and that's it. Yeah, see, I just I think they can beat anyone. I, as man, long as they're not look up the Islanders. I'm telling you, they're a sneaky good team, and they play a playoff style format. What? Yeah. 
I, I, I mean, I haven't watched much Islander hockey, but I just, I don't know. I sort of group the Islanders. Yeah, well, and Ottawa together. beat the Bruins in 2016 or whatever the frig season it was. 16, yeah. I, I, I could I see. Think it was and, and plus the Islanders, they have the Bruins number this year. Yeah, they just lost Anders Lee, but who knows what they do at the deadline. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Mikey? Touche. Why don't you uh, say what you got to say? We'll wrap up this episode. Indeed. Okay. This episode today of Off the Rails was brought to you by Dan Letelier. I apologize if I uh, butchered that pronunciation, but this episode was brought to, by, brought to you by Dan Letelier of Team Letelier over at Remax Realty. Dan is your man when it comes to buying your home or selling your needs. He serves all of York and Cumberland County and can be reached at Dan Letelier. That's D-A-N-L-E-T-E-L-L-I-E-R at Remax.net or by, or by phone at 207-590-1776. That's 207-590-1776. Again, that's 207-590-11776. Once again, 207 207- Five nine zero seventeen seventy six. Yeah, Dan, happy to have you along, Mikey. Until next week, buddy. Good show as always.